the, the balance. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the out of sync balance besties. I know. <laughs> Come on, Tim. <laughs> One more time. Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Jessica. And we've been friends since we were four years old. We were bridesmaids in each other's weddings, and our daughters were born exactly two months apart. Despite taking our own personal journeys, somehow we ended up sharing very similar philosophies on family, wellness, and the world. So we thought it'd be fun to let you in on the conversations we have all the time. We may not have it all together, but we found easy ways to balance the important things in this crazy world. We are the, the Balanced balance Besties. besties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. All right, here we are. Welcome back to the Balance Besties. <laughs> Little hiatus there. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. But How long has it been? Uh, I don't even know what was going on in our lives at that time. I think I had like just decided to do the show. Yeah. So it must have been July-ish time frame. Okay. Late June, maybe. Because I know a lot's happened. Yeah, that was the last time I think we recorded. Oh my gosh. I know life man life happens (laughs) (laughs) I mean you were so busy with the show oh my gosh it like consumed my life yeah it did which yeah we thought we would just like do kind of a state of the union like an update on what's going on with us and then just kind of talk about some like current events in the world like what is on our our minds these days (laughs) what we what consumes us most of the time literally (laughs) Yeah. yeah But yeah, no, I did my first bikini competition um, in uh, late October and 16 weeks of training. Um, It was uh, awesome leading up to that day. Uh, The day of not my favorite thing. I honestly, um, you know, if there was a morning show and an evening show and after the morning show, I was like, I don't even want to go back for the evening show. True story. I was there. Yeah. I felt a little bit better after the evening show. Um, but I mean, Jessica was with me the whole time and you can like the first thing I wanted to do more than eat was I wanted to get the spray tan off of me. <laughs> I was like, get me into the room. I need to take a shower. It's, and get it off. it's the, like one of the weirdest things I've ever like witnessed. <laughs> uh, just the whole, like, it's the whole show, like the whole performance of it, like all the fake tans and all the like for the women, it's like you, I feel bad. Like men get away with like just being men, of course, and right. just be out there in their little banana hammocks and <laughs> uh, their spray tans and just, you know, be who they are. And then, but the women, they're out there, you're on a stage and you're on those stupid like stripper shoes. Five inch heels. Yeah. I, I'm like, if that was me up there, I know I'd be nervous enough that my legs would be shaking. I'd be like Bambi up there and I would <laughs> fall. Um, but it, it, in everything, especially, well, the posing was such a big part of it. Yeah. The posing is a huge part of it. I have an awesome, uh, coach and we practiced for <clears throat> every week for about 16 weeks, at least once a week, sometimes more, if you did, if I did one-on-one, um, posing practice with her, but just getting the posing down is a huge thing. Cause any little tiny shift, you know, makes a big difference in how you look from the judge's perspective and, you know, you're, yeah, like Jessica said, the guys have these little either board shorts or like bikini brief things that probably cost them like $20. Mm-hmm. And we have these 
you know, crystal encrusted bathing suit, bikini things that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars, plus our makeup and hair and shoes and jewelry and all that stuff. So it was a lot. It's definitely a performance and they call it a show because it really is like a show. It is. So, And, and I mean, the posing itself, like, it's not just like pose and flex. It is for the men a lot. It's like just flexing muscles, but for the women, it's like a movement and you want to be practicing like of course like eye contact but like a flirty eye contact show your person it was like it was an interesting thing to witness for sure so if you would have asked me that day if I would do another show um I would have said never ever again will I do that I get asked probably almost every day if I'm going to do another show again and I'm unsure at this point so I know what my areas of uh my flaws are where I need to not put flaws. in not flaws, where I need to put in more work. Your areas um, of opportunity. Yes. So, which I know, you know, I did good. I did better than I thought I would. Um, but I know where my areas of opportunity are to grow. And so if I feel like come the new year that um, I might have a little better, I don't know, chance at getting a win. Or... I really want you to do one more just to do it as like carnivore yeah and not follow their like diet plan I just want to see what happens like I'm really I'd love to see the comparison of it yeah yeah I am curious um my uh a family member of mine does carnivore and he does like training and bodybuilding and stuff and he's pretty jacked for a carnivore um bodybuilder kind of guy so I don't know anybody else who does but I'm a little, I, I know I want to start doing it. I'm just, have been nervous to do it. Because I feel like, like the way they have you eat and stuff, they have you um, thin out so much. And it felt like a lot of what the judges seem to really look at is like having a booty. And we talked about like having that butt was sort of like your weak spot. Yeah. And that seemed like what they really were looking at. Absolutely. And I think if you had been able to kind of, for lack of a better term, like beef up a little bit. Yeah. Instead of so thinned out. I just had more fat to lose, which I think was part of it. I really don't feel like you did though. Yeah. I lost about. I bet if you had gotten more muscle bulk on there, it would have. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm hoping for this time. Cause I'm putting in a lot of work right now to build muscle. So I'm at a calorie, you know, eating more calories. So I'm not at a calorie deficit like I was for so long. Um, and I'm, you know, working on lifting heavier weights and I already notice it in my glutes. Like I already can see a difference like in a month, you know? Yeah. Um, so the extra calories I think are going to help. And if I can get my muscles a little bit more bulky than when I go to like lean out and cut the fat again, like I should be more muscular than I was. Well, so. the other thing I thought about too, is your hips and butt are very hormone related. So if you're in a calorie deficit and a fat, like you're not getting enough fats and proteins, which is what your hormones are built on is fats and proteins. Then you're not going to, it's going to be hard to get that. But like, I think if you had that, those nutrients, then your hormones would stay more balanced and maybe you would have more of that like figure. Yeah. Well, I definitely had the protein, but I had at the end, like almost no fat, you know, it was protein and carbs. For the most part, it's a lot of carbs at the end, though, isn't it? Um, not as many as I'm eating right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm also I was only eating around thirteen hundred ish calories. Oh my god. Then for like sixteen weeks, 
Um, and yeah. now I'm probably close to around 2000, 18, 1900, 2000. I actually haven't looked at how many calories it is, but it's closer to 2000 calories. So a huge change, yeah. but it's a slow progression. You know, your body is gets into that starvation mode, being in a calorie deficit for so long that you have to slowly transition. Otherwise it'll just like explode. Right. Like I would just, <laughs> you like, would not be, comfortable. Yeah, I would not be happy. My body would not be happy. So it's like a slow transition to increase your calories. Sure. So I'm back to a place. It's a little bit, I'm more comfortable right now. So. Sometimes I will, um, enter my food in just to see like kind of where just out of pure curiosity I bet you I go about anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day yeah yeah so I don't know and that's like what Kellen my husband eats probably around 3,000 a day yeah but he's uh, a big dude but he's a big dude yeah yeah but yeah I think I'm probably right around like 2,000 ish calories a day yeah 1,900 so yeah so not too bad, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll keep you posted if I decide to do the next show is in April. So if I decide to do the April show, we'll let you know. Yeah. She did really good. Thank you. Yeah. You did really good. And you got it and you were in what? Four different, was mm-hmm. it four different classes? Four classes. I got third and fifth um, in two of them. So yeah. Yeah. So better than I thought. I thought I wasn't going to place at all. After the morning show, I was not confident at all I was just like uh so I was I felt very happy that I placed so yeah 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 so that was that yeah what's new with you why don't you tell them the latest with you oh my god like of course never ending um I guess probably the biggest thing is that I lost my job with uh I was working for the county in this area um and I don't know if we want to jump into this topic but like (laughs) Um, because of the vaccine mandates in this area, it was actually an order from, I worked for King County. It was an order from King County, um, the King County executive, um, for the executive branch, um, required all employees to be vaccinated. Um, they did have medical and religious exemptions. And I was like, I sat on it for a while and I was like, no, I'm not even going to submit a religious exemption because, I don't feel like I should have to share my personal religious beliefs to justify not having to get a medical treatment. Yeah. So I let them fire me. <laughs> Granted, Jessica has worked from home her entire career with King County. She never went into the office ever. She always worked from home. Yeah. I only went in my first day to get my equipment. Yeah. So I feel like that's just a on top of thing. Like, I don't even feel like that's a relevant it's an additional um, point to make, but it's not even relevant to me. Like, I feel like this should not even be something that's forced on people um, and taking their livelihood away. Um, it is a very personal decision. And we're talking about a medical treatment and with any medical treatment. And as we're seeing with this, if people actually look at what's actually happening, there are risks with it. Um, and so that's a personal choice that everybody needs to make for themselves. They have to do their own risk reward analysis. I am not concerned about getting COVID. I am much more concerned about what might happen if I get a vaccine. I, I mean, if you've listened to us at all, you know that I'm very concerned about toxins in my life and things like that. I, um, keep toxins at a minimum. Like I literally would not clean my toilets with what's in this vaccine. <laughs> so why would I inject it into my bloodstream? Right. Um, and so 
you know, but yes, that on top of it to point out how ridiculous it is. I was 100% working from home. Yeah. So that to me means it's to me that whole that it's just not about health at that point, which I think you and I both agree that it's not about health at this point at all. You know, it might've been at the beginning, but it's definitely not now, you know, people who, I think we realized that people who wanted to get the vaccine have gotten the vaccine mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't as many as they had hoped for. So that's why they're trying to push more mandates. I think it probably has to do with agreements that they made with the manufacturers, with, oh, the, that's pharma, a possibility. with yeah. the pharma companies. I think there's probably agreements that were made around um, dosages sold and sales and whatnot. So that could also be a reason why they're pushing it so hard. But the fact that they pushed it on or pushing on people um, they don't even go into an office that have no contact with people. Um, it's like virtue signaling at your finest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, they wanted to be able to say that King County is, you know, a hundred or 98% vaccinated or whatever. Um, and it's, it's just, I mean, I had one day that I was really upset about it. I was like, can't believe this is happening. But then I just, I felt good after that. Yeah. I was like, this is the end of the day for me, I need to stay. I've learned, especially in the last handful of years to just stay true and in alignment with myself. And that will always work out somehow or another. Um, so I'm just going with that again, you know, taking the risk, taking the leap. I mean, I just keep doing it and I'm still here and I'm trucking along. I mean, uh, you know, not in the, like, again, best financial position that I've been in in previous years but i'm in a better mental position absolutely um and that's more important to me yeah yeah i just always think about it and the fact that like they would be willing to fire a single mom who works 100 remotely because she doesn't want to get a vaccine a healthy probably one of the healthiest people i know you know, who would have no problems tackling COVID if she got it. To me, that just shows that it's not about health. You know, we have, we just can, I have lots of stories that are very, very similar um, mm-hmm. to her story of people being coerced and, you know, losing their jobs and stuff like that. And to me, it's like, if you really are trying to take care of a person, you're, you're firing like a single mom and well, I it's mean- just crazy. Let's look at like, does it really make sense in the middle of a pandemic that we'd be hire or firing healthcare workers right like does that make any sense to you yeah that we'd be letting go of hundreds and thousands of healthcare workers first responders yep i mean it does not make sense we already have a police a police shortage in many cities around the country right now yeah and now it's even worse and and it's showing yeah like oh absolutely there's some crazy stuff going on this whole like smash and grab down in san francisco yeah you hear about that? Yeah, you uh, you can steal up to $900 worth of stuff and just walk out of the store. But did you hear about this whole like group of people that came into like a Nordstrom? There's like 80 people that came in. Oh, there was a few places they went Yeah, they went to, to a few places. Yeah. But like it Nordstrom. Like a, yeah, was it was like, like a coordinated effort. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And they just let them get away with it. And then the Chicago thing. Yeah. Tell them about the Chicago. Oh my gosh, that was on the, um, we heard that on the Joe Rogan podcast with, yeah. with Jocko Willink, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Um, but yeah, in Chicago, there was like this gang shootout and they dropped any charges saying that it was mutual combat, mutual combat, which if you look at mutual combat, it basically means like if you're fist fighting with somebody, right. If you guys agree to get into a fist fight, they're not going to arrest you and take you to jail for that. This is 
70 rounds. They discharged 70 rounds of ammunition in the middle of Chicago, like downtown Chicago. And I mean, but they said, they said, they're like, they said there's like a video or something and the car's just driving by like a dead body. Like I think two people died or something. Yeah. And they didn't press any charges. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the world has gone that shit crazy. Seriously. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, just can I keep pretty close tabs on what's going on around the world in other countries, what's happening in Australia and Austria and mm-hmm. um, Croatia had some huge protests and things like that that just don't get the media attention um, from the mainstream media. But you can see, I think I had heard a statistic the other day, CNN, it was supposed to have been a month ago at this point now, CNN hit only 100,000 views in one day, 100,000 views on yeah. CNN in one day. It's like, Joe Rogan's like, I get like, 100,000 views in like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like I get millions, you know, millions and millions of hits a day and CNN had 100,000 in one day. So it just shows you that I think that people are starting to realize like how manipulative um, the media is and how manipulated they have been over the last almost two years, you know, year and a half at least. So, and these are the positives that are going to come out of this craziness, yeah. right? That people, it's going to wake some people up and it, I think they're they're even saying on that same Joe Rogan Jocko podcast they said like these people these groups end up eating themselves like yeah. eventually it balances out because they just destroy themselves. Yep. Um and it's so true you're going to see it but it's going to get I feel like really chaotic before you get that calm, you yeah. know, like before you kind of restore balance. Right. Yeah, agree. And agree. It I I don't know, man. I don't know. It's getting, yeah, it's getting crazy out there. I mean, between, you know, all the <clears throat> race things that they keep trying to push on people to divide us more, yeah. you know, people's division over, you know, vaccines and um, medical choice, mm-hmm. um, informed consent, all that kind of stuff. And that's the other thing, you know, it's like, my doctor told me not to get the vaccine. Everybody's like, listen to your doctor, listen to your doctor. And it's like, okay, well, my doctor told me not to get it. So I am listening to my doctor, mm-hmm. but it's like, so if my doctor says not to get it, then why are you trying to force me to get it mm-hmm. state or county or job company, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's restaurant. Like, talk, yeah, <laughs> restaurant. Talk to your doctor. I did. My doctor said, don't get it. Well, so. <laughs> it, and I mean, can we just talk about censoring for a minute? It's like, right. you know, how I'd said earlier when we were talking offline, but, um, you know, people will keep saying same line, same line of thought listen to the experts. And it's like, well, I am listening to the experts. They're just all being censored. Yeah. And it's not the experts they want you to listen to. Yeah, exactly. They only, they only want you to listen to their experts. Exactly. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of doctors and medical professional scientists around the globe mm-hmm. that um, have been sharing information and it's just not being put out there because that's not what they want you to hear. And a lot of them will still say like, you know, first, some people, yeah, the vaccine's good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they're they're also acknowledging that there's risks that come along with it, and maybe it's not great for everybody, and we should be able to make the choice. And they're acknowledging that there are people that have had complications, which is being censored out. Well, and, and natural immunity for crying out loud. Mm-hmm, they're recognizing natural immunity. Yeah, Although but- I stay away from that because I don't want it to turn into either you're vaccinated to be able to do this or you have to be able to prove you have natural immunity. Oh, totally agree. There's still discrimination yep. and you know segregating and stuff. Totally agree. But the fact that there's 
millions and tens of millions of people around the world that have natural immunity from having COVID and that Mm -hmm. can't be recognized as an option for them. You know, people who, you know, have lost their jobs who had COVID already. Um, Well, and even aside from natural immunity, just to be able to show that, hey, I got COVID and I survived just fine. Right, exactly. Why should I go get a vaccine? Right. Like that doesn't make sense. So why are you trying to make me do it? Yeah, agree. Um, That was kind of the the case with um, Joe Rogan. Um, he's like, why would I get the vaccine when I recovered from COVID in like three days? Like that. Yeah. He tested negative on the fourth day. Yeah. And then all they cared about was the fact that he took ivermectin, ivermectin. and they, they, kept- didn't, they didn't care about the monoclonal antibodies. They didn't care about, they didn't think, and he said this on the podcast with Jocko Willink, which Jessica and I both adore Jocko. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good recent podcast. If you want to go listen to it for sure um but the fact that no none of the scientists are like or news media or anything are like huh joe rogan got better in four days he tested negative in four days maybe we should look and see what he did right no it's all talking about how he took horse medicine he's like i got a prescription from my doctor right it was legitimate like this is a medication that is given out it's been given out billions. Four billion doses worldwide. Four billion doses of ivermectin. There have been maybe 30 adverse reactions ever. Yeah. It is one of the safest medications on the market. Like they literally make people take it when they come into our country. Yep. And there's other other countries that are giving it to their people right now yep. as a prophylactic. India, Uttar Pradesh in India has, I think, three around 300 million people, 230 million people. I can't remember. And they've basically like have very almost no COVID there because they gave it out, you know, ivermectin out to their people. And it's not hundred percent guarantee, but nothing in life is. And I, I feel like people are just living in so they're all of a sudden people are so terrified of, of dying. Right. They're, they're terrified that this virus is going to kill them. Healthy people, you know, it's like, when have healthy people ever been terrified of of living their life because they might get a virus and you know it's just like the amount of fear that they have instilled in people is is shocking and like jessica said like yeah maybe the vaccine probably is good for some people elderly people um you know other people it might be good for them but to force something like this on everybody on the total population in the middle of a pandemic that is why we're seeing all of these variants come out when we're finding also while yes the elderly who maybe are you know at higher risk of when they get covid maybe yes they that work the vaccine would be a good option for them um but when you get into the younger population they're they're having like a lot of reactions to the vaccine a lot of heart issues a lot of clotting things like that a lot of cardiovascular issues um and so for that to um be you know pushed aside and say that like blanket statement everybody should be getting it seems like the younger you are the more prone you are to having these issues and now we're talking about you know now kids yeah and if you get something like myocarditis it's inflammation of the heart and they they're saying like doctors are saying that's permanent damage you don't heal from that so we don't know long term what this is going to do to these kids and there's also been a concern of like fertility so if this is going to affect fertility, why are we giving it to young kids who right. are really not at threat from this virus? Right. They, they literally are not affected by it. Yep, absolutely. And I just can't believe that 
we're in this place where <clears throat> we've made people so afraid it's- of each other you know, people afraid to get together and afraid of each other. When have we ever been afraid of a healthy person? You know, that, oh, you may be an asymptomatic carrier. The way I look at it is asymptomatic people, their viral load is so low that they aren't the ones spreading it. They've made us think that they are, but they're not, they're not the ones out spreading it. So somebody could be a mild carrier of it, but it could be the same type of thing as having a, being a strep carrier. Yeah. But, and then I also think about like, you know, we are in an area you're not as much but i am in particular on the west side of washington um but you know washington california new york i think maine hawaii hawaii they're super oregon Mm -hmm. they're super strict on all these mass mandates and things like that and that's where all these people are holding on to this fear but it sounds like i haven't experienced because i haven't gotten out there but it sounds like other parts of the country are just going about their lives like normal And it's like, what, where's the disconnect here? Like one, these, the states just mentioned Washington, California, New York, their COVID cases aren't any lower than the states no. that don't have any mandates. Yeah. In fact, like Florida has like the best numbers, right? Yeah. Top. Yeah. Like top eight states. They're like one of the top eight states for COVID numbers, you know? And so it's not like people are dropping dead in all these other states, but we're all safe over here with our vaccine mandates and our masking, you know, everywhere mm-hmm. you go and testing to go to an event if you aren't vaccinated. And, and- not having Thanksgiving with your family. Right. I mean, you're going to tell me I have to wear a mask in my own house if there's other people in it. No, right. you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just, a, it's medical segregation, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some people want to say that's not. And by us saying that we're being, um, we're being. I don't know, people that segregate, but really that's what it is. It's yeah. medical segregation, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to think that or not. I know some people be like, that's not it at all. Yes, absolutely. That's what this is. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I got in trouble with my sister because <laughs> I posted something a while back um, about comparing what's going on to what happened in Nazi Germany with the, the Jews and her husband's Jewish. And she basically said that what I posted is anti-Semitic. And I'm like, no, it's like the exact opposite of that. It's actually remembering what happened in history and reminding people not to repeat it. Right. It's honoring what happened by, re- again, reminding people this is exactly what we don't want to do again to people. And, you know, the difference is, is they're kind of on the Nazi side, you know? So right. I feel like that's where they get really sort of upset about it because they're on the side of history that is not that's discriminating they're the oppressor right now they are and it's a really hard thing to swallow but you need to face that like that's that's what you are pushing for is for like sadly i'm pretty sure i i haven't been talking to my sister since that um but i think you know going through thanksgiving and all that stuff like she wants she thinks that and she said from the very beginning like you know china's doing the right thing um, but Americans will never go for, you know, tracking and tracing. That's the best thing to do. And I'm like, kind of biting my tongue at the time. Like, I don't want to be tracked and traced. And, you know, unfortunately something like this has come between me and my family who I've always been really close with. And that's, what's happening is people are getting divided within their own families. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's kind of, it's crazy to me that how are you not seeing this? How are you not seeing that 
we now have to present papers to go to eat at a restaurant. You know, I can't go to certain places. Um, I, I can't, um, you know, all of Seattle, King County re requires vaccine passport. And it's just like, what are we doing? How is this okay? Yeah. And that, I think that's like the hardest thing for me to swallow in all this is that everybody is just okay with this. Nobody's, but you're seeing other countries that are starting to really fight back. And I just, I'm like, when are we, we're supposed to be the land of the free, you know, we're supposed to be all about freedom. And they have manipulated our population to such a degree that they don't value freedom anymore. That gets back to what I've kind of said for a while now, where I feel like as a society, especially in America, we've gotten so complacent with our lives. Everything is so easy. <clears throat> I think I've said that before on here too. Everything is just so easy here for us that it's like, oh, it's just, it just put a mask on. It's just, it's just easy. You know, it's not a big deal. It's just easy. Just do that. Why don't you, know, you just do it? Oh, just take a, it's, it's just easy. Just do it. It's like, people just want everything so easy. It's like, in the minute something gets hard, they're like, oh God, I don't want to, you know, it's just too hard to do that. It's too hard to fight. It's too hard. No, it's not. Like, this is how they break societies down. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about like Nazi Germany and it's like Hitler didn't come in one day and all of a sudden, like, you know, take over France, right? Mm -hmm. It was like years and years of planning and slow moves, slow manipulations. I've just been reading some like history books about kind of like the process that the Jew, the Germans went through to slowly, you know, it's like, oh, they didn't take away all of the Jews at first. They took away, um, like when they went into France, they took away um, the foreign born Jews first. Well, so. it wasn't there something where they actually had like an illness that they were um first they first started with it being some sort of a virus or something as well i think it was um jason shirka had shared something like that about mm -hmm. how it was actually some illness that was going on that first started like they started with that to separate people and create that kind of fear right. so it's very very paralleled yeah um so i found that kind of crazy too yeah it's very small things it was like first we take away your business right oh, you mm -hmm. can no longer work here mm -hmm. oh now your kids can't go to school here you can't be a teacher if you're jewish anymore and then it was if you're a foreign-born jew you have to come with us and go to this other area um but if your kids were born in like france for example they can stay mm -hmm. um and then it was like all the, you know, Jews after that had to go. And first we just take you to this other area, but then we're going to put you in a work camp and then we're going to put you in mm -hmm. Auschwitz and other camps yeah. like that, you know? So it, it was a slow, pro slow process, but it's like the, the frog in the pot, yep. right? Mm -hmm. It's like that slow boil. And it's at some point it's like too late, mm -hmm. you know? And I just always, I always think, thank God we haven't given up our gun rights yet. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. thank god that but we, they sure are trying to make oh, the they, case for it yep they sure especially like a few years ago like they were getting pretty close um you know trying to take it away you know in the pre-trump times but it's 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 like i feel like that's the one thing that's saving us really yeah is that we still have gun rights here and a lot of those other countries like australia they don't Mm -hmm. you know so it's easier to force them to stay in their homes or force them to go to camps you know they're moving indigenous tribes in north i think it was northern australia I believe. yeah northern territory yeah, yeah. you know into to camps and stuff and it's just like this is happening yeah this is actually happening like you have to like get off of google and get off of cnn and msnbc to find it but it is actually happening you know if you if you look yeah and 
and we're letting it happen. And, um, you know, no, we're not at the point where we're getting shipped off to, in, you know, internment camps or whatever, but like they're quarantine camps and they're being built in our area and it's under the guise of quarantining and stuff. But like, we're talking about, they're going to, they're doing it in Australia. They're separating families and things like that. Um, if, if you have been in contact, they're just, and that's back to this. I, I follow somebody that got arrested like weeks after protesting because they saw on social media, he had posted that he went to the protests and they came knocking at his door and he got jailed for that. Yeah. Like that's insane. It's crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy. That's taking away your freedom of speech. You know, at least in America, we have that still. You and know, they you went can... to the guy's social media to like, they're going to great lengths mm-hmm. to um, silence people. Yeah. And you can see it with, I mean, how many accounts do you see all the time getting deleted mm-hmm. off of Instagram? Yeah. I, yep. it's, it's crazy. Like YouTube, you can't even say the word ivermectin. Nope. Or it gets taken down. Um, and that's an, another, like all these platforms. I even saw someone had like lost their link tree or something. Oh my goodness. I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so overboard. Okay. And it's, it's just astounding that they're censoring to the level that they are. And that should raise eyebrows yeah. right there. I think the problem is that people don't, if they don't go look for it, they don't know. You know, no if idea. I'm just an average Joe and I'm not a person who is, who really gives, who really cares that yeah. much, you know, about it. And I'm kind of like, whatever, I got the vaccine, no big deal. Like, cool, get it if you want, get it if you don't. I don't care if you're just kind of neutral about the whole situation. If you're not out there looking for that information, yeah. you're not going to find it because it's not going to be posted on your typical um, news sources, right? Yeah. Every now and then I'll see an article on a mainstream news source where I'm like, ooh, I'm surprised they posted that. Right. Like something that kind of goes a little bit against like the narrative. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, wow, I can't believe that they shared something about, you know, of the fact that India, which I had said months before, like the mainstream media started talking about India or um, not India. Oh, uh, Israel, Israel. Thank you. Yeah. Israel. I had ta- been talking about it for months. Like, Hey, Israel is one of the most highly vaccinated countries and they are starting to see breakthrough cases. Their cases are going to skyrocket mm-hmm. with in the vaccinated population. And some people told me I was crazy. Like, Oh, come on. You know, when they're always asked, people are always asking for, where's your source? Where's your source? And I posted something on my Instagram stories the other day. I was like, I think Dr. Tina had shared it. It's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you want my 10 years of research on this topic. You want me to give you one.gov website that's going to lay out in bullet points, all of the information that I have around in my brain from all the research that I've done over the years. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, people just want you to give them one place for them to go and look at it. It doesn't work like that. No. You know, that's why we always talk about like, do your research and really dig in you know, to look for, for opposing viewpoints. But then that gets back to the whole, like we, you have to, people have to let go of their egos. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in my life that they don't, they think they're right and they don't want to be, they don't like to be wrong and they won't admit usually when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could tell them a thousand times over, like, Hey, here's some examples. Here's some, um, sources from our our perspective you know that's opposite perspective you like check it out and they won't you know and even if they do then they'll say like oh well this person you know only has this degree or something Mm -hmm. you know they'll just like try to discredit them because they don't want to be wrong instead of like letting go of their ego and saying hey you know maybe you're right 
you know, maybe, maybe you, you do know a little bit about this topic and there is some information out there. Maybe I should go look that up and, you know, and there's definitely like, I think we all kind of have a little bit of that. Like, I definitely, I don't trust your like typical medical doctors for the most part. I don't trust the mainstream media. Um, and so I, I pretty much just assume all of them, whatever they're saying is total BS and do the opposite. That's like how I roll. Um, I feel like more people are getting there. (laughs) Slowly more people are like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) But like we were talking about yesterday, clearly we are open-minded though, because we have shifted the way we see things and have, have changed a lot. I mean, just changed our lifestyles over the years. And the only way you can do that is by being open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's kind of tough sometimes in the moments. I think it's really hard when it's with like relatives there's a lot more emotion that comes into play um but we really do need to be able to have these conversations but I honestly like I know personally speaking like in my own personal situation like my one of my big challenges in my life is my own separation with my family and I'm I'm fine with it like this is what's going on and I'm okay with it but you know it would be nice to be able to just have a conversation and like talk about things but I know that as much as I think I am not getting that vaccine and these are the reasons why on their side of things they have the same stronghold like I totally believe in the vaccine and I think everybody should get it and these are the reasons why and so you're at a total stalemate and that's where this kind of um sort of course of let's focus on maybe that middle ground percentage of people that you can sway them or help them kind of and that's why I share a lot of information is hopefully either there's two reasons either maybe I'll maybe help people question some things that are sort of on the fence or not you know at least open to like hearing the other perspectives um but also to like provide that hey you're not alone you know there are other people that see what's going on um and stay strong you know yeah and Uh, I think that's the hard part is it's like they have done such a good job of attacking people attacking this whole situation at multiple angles yeah to the point where people just give they just cave I know a lot of people that went and got the vaccine because of their job oh absolutely I went a huge percentage of people yeah you know because people don't have savings anymore like they used yeah. to they can't afford to lose their job you but know but it it's so kind of beat my head against a wall maddening because i'm like if everybody who didn't want to get it had held their ground and stuck together and said i'm not getting it. oh yeah i don't want to get it either and then you'd have a huge number of people who would put their feet down and like say no i'm not going to stay on the ground and say no i'm not going to do this and they would have to retract right because they wouldn't be able to continue on in business yeah and some places have some places have retracted because um so many people did put their feet down but it's not on a on a u.s scale right it's not on a countrywide scale or statewide state wide scale it's um, a little bit smaller community type scale but i mean there have been places where they've been like okay we're gonna we're gonna take this away you know we're gonna take this mandate away and yeah But I think a lot of this is like testing grounds too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we don't want more and more of our freedoms taken away, or if we don't want mandates forced on us, then 
this is the time. Like it might seem like a small thing right now. Oh, I'll just get it and I'll be able to keep my job. I don't want to lose my job right now, but it's like, then they're going to take the next step. And also once you've done it, now you're hooked into getting boosters and stuff. So why are you doing this to yourself? You were inclined to not get it. There's a reason for that. And now you, if you are not being true to yourself, like who are you being true to? Like, like, how can you even trust people that like don't even honor themselves, you know? And so it now is the time, like, this is, this is the time to decide this is what feels right to me. Right. And stay strong. It's funny. I feel like a lot of the people who I would have assumed people back in like, let's say the seventies who were like the super hippies who were like peace, love, freedom, all this stuff, like all those people, a huge percentage of the ones that I know are the ones who are like, everybody should get the mandate. Like, you know, oh, you don't have body, body, bodily autonomy anymore. And like, I'm like, wait, you were the person who was like, peace, love, freedom, (laughs) my body, my body, my my choice. (laughs) But then you're like telling me that I don't have bodily autonomy. Like you never out the window. Yeah. Totally out the window with this one situation. And I feel like we have flip-flopped as a country Oh yeah. as far as like, and I'm talking politics, but as far as political party goes, parties go, it used to be the people I feel like on the left who were like the freedom loving, like hippies, leave me, you know, that kind of thing. And I feel like they're the ones who have really bared down a lot. And the Republicans have kind of become the ones who are like, just give me my freedoms. Just leave me alone. You know, let me make my choice and leave me alone if I choose not to or not to, you know? So it's very interesting how we have flip-flopped as a country. Well, I believe like the, as someone had posted something about like the, the definition of liberal is like to be free to do what you want, like basically, or accepting of everyone and everything. Yeah. And and smaller government, right? yeah, Yeah. And it's, the opposite yes it's been the opposite it's like more government and more mandates and big government it's like totally changed and you know a huge part of it was like when when businesses when COVID first started it's like shut down all the small businesses but then let the big box stores stay open it's like what America was built on small businesses like that's how our country was built well and let's think about that would we rather have hundreds of people in a big box store shopping if you're worried about getting sick or would you rather have like five people in a in a bunch of small stores right exactly like a lot that's where it's like the logic is so flawed in that whole thing it's like come on critically think people think outside your box you know oh but don't worry if you're eating you won't get COVID (laughs) it was like last night we went to a comedy show and it's like they made us like wear a mask or pull a shirt up to walk in the door just because I think that they had to do that to like meet the requirements just in case somebody was watching her but then we all go sit in this room on top of each other eating drinking laughing no masks on and then I see people get up from their table and put their mask on to walk out of the room I'm like you literally just sat in this room with hundreds and hundreds of people laughing and eating and talking but then you think putting your mask up on to walk the 50 feet to go out the door is I mean should we even talk about how the masks don't even do anything right I know (laughs) I mean I think I god I hope I think people have just gotten uh, the kids especially it just kills me Uh, you see yeah these sporting events college football on Saturdays tens of thousands of people in these stadiums no masks on cheering yelling singing Mm -hmm. chanting all this stuff and then you know kids with like 
15 people in their classroom they have to be three at least three to six feet apart and a mask on all day mask during pe which i couldn't believe my girlfriend at recess me, yeah i see them outside at recess with masks it's on. insane so our kids are just suffering and it's crazy to me crazy to me that they have people have let this continue with kids for so long yeah i mean i'm really to the point of like it's child abuse like i i told i said to you the other day i'm like if i um you know left my kid with someone and picked them up and they had their hands tied up you would not be okay with that now we're covering their airways we're masking them yeah. like it's not that different from tying up their hands right. we would not we would not have been okay with this a couple of years ago. Before before this, we would have never told healthy people to wear a mask no, ever, no. never. I mean, even at the beginning, Fauci even said at the beginning, "Don't healthy people don't wear masks." Right. Like, why would don't wear a mask? You don't. We don't mask healthy people. Well, and so quickly that changed. <laughs> but but like, I listened to um, Doctor Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew, and Doctor Drew was talking about how he went to like a medical um, conference. And it was in Chicago and everybody in Chicago is wearing masks and stuff, but he goes to this conference and there's like a thousand plus doctors and medical professionals, not a one mask in that room, yeah. you know, it's like, and he laughs, he laughs at like these mask requirements because the masks literally don't do it. Like, I think the studies have shown it, it has like a 10% protection. It like may. may. And they never say it does. It's always, it may. Well, of course you can't say yeah. it, it's always going to be, it, it may. Yeah, it and, could do and that's if you're wearing like an N95 properly, right. like all the time, yeah. like the way we are wearing cloth masks, it does nothing. Well, not even that, like the face shields. And then oh there's those, those mini face shields that goes go over your mouth. What? Those people actually make me laugh. Cause I feel like those are the FU people that work at like ace hardware down the store and they'll have to wear a mask and so they're like f this and they just wear those tiny like two inch face shields over their mouth that's it's it and they're so... just like this is my way of wearing a mask when it obviously that doesn't do a damn thing no but that works but they can wear that yeah and that's a plastic okay. face shield that's completely open in every side yeah. that's okay that's okay the yeah, logic just a spit guard yeah. that works I'm, but that's how much our masks are working anyways right. they're just a spit guard yeah I mean, they've had the videos that show like if you like vape and like exhale right. in a mask and it comes yeah. out from like everywhere. Like, And my thing was like, if you can smell a fart through jeans, <laughs> how the hell do you think that these tiny viruses aren't getting through your mask while you're talking yeah. and singing it's and so all this stuff? It's insane. just insane. Yeah. The fact that I, you know, we've let this continue and not made it an option, right? If you want to put a kid mask on, especially your kid, if you want to put a mask on your kid, like totally, that's all you're the parent. That is your choice. But yeah. to force everybody's children to yeah. wear a mask, healthy kids. Yeah. You know, we wonder, you know, we think about it, like you're making them wear a mask. So then they're rebreathing in their air, moisture is getting in it, that kind of thing. Like that's actually going to end up making them more susceptible to getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. Which nobody's thought about that it's just it's insane and I feel I feel bad for people because and I'm sure we're gonna get so much shit about this but about this whole podcast <laughs> but I feel I feel bad for people because they really feel like they're doing the right thing you know they, well, they, some of them I think a lot of people also think it's total bs yes oh, and yeah. they're going along with it I mean sort of like the example of us at the comedy show I also went out um with someone out to eat or whatever and we ended up at this place and we when we came into it, the hostess one like went to hand me a mask and I'm like, Oh, I don't wear a mask. And then she asked, she's like, well, you have to, she's like, would you like to talk to the manager? I was like, sure. Manager took a minute, 
So I was like, fine, I'll throw a mask on, whatever. So we went into the bar, sat, as soon as I got to the bar, I took the mask off. And as we're sitting there, and I saw, I, the manager said something to me later and he's like, I was like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Um, and so I saw him walking around, he's around actively like serving people and stuff. Um, and you see people walking around without masks on. So it literally is for appearances yeah. that at the door, they're going to try and make me wear a mask. But once you're inside, like nobody cares. Right. And why are we still playing this game? Yeah, we're playing COVID. We're playing <laughs> oh, COVID. It was the guy with the opener guy at the comedy show last night. He's like, hey, yeah. is Spokane still playing COVID? Are you guys still playing COVID here? And everybody's like, no. No. That's Not what I here. say too, though. Why are we playing COVID? Like, yeah. this is silly. And you all know it's silly because you're walking around this restaurant without a mask on. Right. You're okay sitting at your table. Y'all put your mask on to get through the door and then take it off and don't care. Like, yeah. why are we even doing this? Right. I went to, Kelly and I had a date night a couple of weeks ago and there's a new whiskey bar in town and he loves whiskey. And it's a pretty small, like narrow, like hallway type of restaurant. And it was packed. We got like the last two seats at the bar, <clears throat> but there's no social distancing. It no. is just a normal, it's like the normal capacity. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking, wearing, nobody's wearing a mask, mm -hmm. you know, nothing. Even the servers had theirs pulled down because everybody here in Eastern Washington is like, this is BS. <laughs> But, you know, there's the few people that still will, yeah. you know, go along with it, but it, it's, it's getting fewer and fewer all the time, luckily here. But if you go other places, you know, when I've gone to Texas and our friends went to Florida, it's just like normal life, you know? Yeah. I can't wait living, to get out. Living your normal life. I can't wait to get out of here and experience that. Yeah. My intention right now is to move out of this dang state, like in the spring, yeah. I'm, I am hightailing it out. Yeah, that that's the plan. You and a lot of people. A lot of people have left. Uh, Which Washington, makes it really difficult. I'm Oregon. like, I needed to do this a year ago. California. I think California, like last year, they had like the first time they like lost more people than they gained. Yeah. So their population actually went down. Right. <clears throat> people are just tired of it. You see it. You know, people are just tired of it. And but the that's the thing. We need to do this to show these idiot politicians that no, this is not going to work out for you. Yeah. We're not okay with it. I think they're seeing it with the schools too. I think mm -hmm. Washington lost about 50, 55, around 55,000 um, public school kids to homeschool over the last year and a half or two years. Um, and I think they only had like a few hundred re-enroll that had taken their kids out for 2020. They had maybe a few hundred re-enroll for 2021 school year. Um, so they're, they're feeling that, you know, they're realizing like people don't want to put their kids in this situation anymore. Um you know, and they're losing, they lose money because of it. Now, I think the superintendent of public instruction here is trying to make it so the schools don't lose money because so many people unenroll their kids instead of trying to address what the problem is yeah. and ask people, why are you unenrolling your kids? Why right. are you taking them out of school? And, and getting to the root cause of like why people are not wanting to put their kids in yeah. school. Instead of doing that, they're like, no, no, we're just going to try and keep all the money instead of let's not address the root cause. Like, why would we ever do that? Although in all honesty, I'm okay with this. Like, I feel like this is the direction, like we need Oh, I'm absolutely okay with it. <laughs> we needed this push in yeah. a lot of, in a lot of areas, not just school, but just in how we live. We needed this push. Yeah. Like my, I have completely shifted to this. Like now I want to get to this traditional lifestyle back to like the good old days of just living off the land and being like a housewife and, you know, produce producing your own food and not being reliant on a system and not even knowing where your food's coming yeah. from. I mean, grocery stores are like a hundred years old or less. When you think about it, it's like 
less than a hundred years ago, people would grow their own food mm -hmm. <clears throat> or they would have little markets and shops and butchers, butchers or, you know, like little things. You would know the farmer. Yeah. Trade with people, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So that's what Jessica and I want to get back to. I want to make it so that our, um, farm and family are able to, to, to sustain ourselves off of everything we grow and produce at our own, own farm. That's the goal. That's our goal. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm planning on getting out of here, getting some chickens to start out with. And, you know, I just want to get back to a good slow, but like, it's not an easy life. And I realize that it's not going to be easy, but I feel like the energy that you put into that is so rewarding. Like that is going it just feels right you know like instead of getting the life sucked out of you in front of a computer all day right. for your job you get to actually go move your body and connect <laughs> with the food that you're going to eat and really doing the things that as humans we are supposed to be doing yeah, we're meant to do these things you yeah. know we're not meant to sit for eight hours in front of a computer you know and, and be disconnected from people yeah. and all of that like we are meant to be part of a community a part of a, a you know a tribe however you want to view that mm -hmm. um and and that's i think like the dream like we talk about getting like a huge plot of land and like building a com our own little community and yeah. stuff but that's you know it's really kind of it's almost like turning back the clock yeah. And I get always get back to like our civilization. Humans haven't survived as long as we have by sitting in front of a computer. That's such as this is such a small, minute blip on the map of like our lifestyle oh, yeah. and look how detrimental it has been to us. Well, everything leading up to it too. Just, yeah. you know, everything. Yeah. Like from like the eighties on, like so many things happen that have just been so detrimental, detrimental to our society, mm -hmm. you know, as far as foods on the shelf, chemicals, toxins, <clears throat> um, excess pharmaceuticals, things like that, you know, um, it's even education. education. I mean, yeah. like people just aren't, we're getting like dumber by the minute. Yeah. We just, we have all the information at our fingertips in the world, but like, we don't, we lack, uh, what do you want to say? Like, not just knowledge, but like common sense <laughs> i don't know i mean people you know if you ask a normal, an average kid, wisdom that's wisdom. what i'm that's what i'm looking yes. for like you're wisdom. lacking the wisdom you know we should know how to do skills to help ourselves survive right yep. whether that be know how to make milk a cow or make butter or sew an article of clothing or make bread or something you know cut firewood you know there's like those tasks that are part of surviving that we have lost as a society because of the way we live now. Everything was just so easy to go to the store, but we realized how that can be taken away when the uh -huh. pandemic first hit, right? So I, I hope that it starts to click with more people like, hey, I should probably learn like a skill, you know? like Yeah, and connect with other people with skills as well yeah. and not be so reliant on the system. I mean, like if you think about, just take a moment and just like picture your life if the power grid went down, like what would you do? Yeah. Um, what if we had a food shortage, which is being talked about? Yeah, it's a reality that could come true very easily that you can't just go to the grocery store and get some food. What would you do? Are you prepared for that? Would you be able to go out and hunt food? Would you know what you know berries you can eat out in the wild? Would you, you know, would you be able to get you know grow oh, vegetables? Yeah, or have seeds to grow, get garden. water yeah. or like any of that stuff. And I know there's people who'll be like, oh, whatever. They're so, you know, that's so far. That's never going to happen. But you never know. You never 
Yeah. Well, what really hit me. Nobody ever would have thought they would have shut down the grocery stores and we would have toilet paper shortages. So there. Right. Well, and what really hit me too is I think because we we have lived such a, um, we haven't really had any wars on our ground. We've had a pretty cush life. I haven't had anything to fight for. No, we haven't had any real adversity for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And so like, we forget that in our history, like think about all the history you've been taught all the history you've been taught has been about wars so what's to say like eventually we are going to have a war like it just doesn't feel like it's real like it we would experience that yeah. because we a have a different kind of war you know well right now yeah it's a different yeah. totally different kind of war but i mean we could totally lose our power grid we we could have a nuclear attack you know i mean who knows but these things have happened in history um that have had huge impacts just not on our soil here in the states um for the most part like at all yeah i feel like people are we've gotten detached from history you know it feels like it's just stuff on paper like that's how i felt it's like oh i just read about this yeah it happened in history but it's not gonna like we learned from it we're never gonna do that again yeah no. And the more I, I think homeschooling's had a huge different perspective for me because I, I do history with my daughter, you know, in, in her history class last year, we talked about propaganda and, um, you know, when the Berlin wall was up and the propaganda from East Germany and that the Russians were pumping in and they wouldn't let any outside information come in. Mm-hmm. It was just what they wanted the people to hear, you know, um, us radio would try to sneak in. They try to sneak in little tidbits to get let people know what was happening outside of the eastern block and i'm like man that wasn't even that long ago and people have forgotten about well, I mean, that th- this is communist china and like north korea right, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. i yeah. mean the social scoring and social credit scoring and all that stuff is a reality in china and they're establishing things right now in our country that is going to put us in the same place where we have a social credit score and like, think about how that can impact you. I, if you don't know about that, I really recommend you look into like what is going on in China as far as the social credit scoring yeah. and stuff and what that can mean for us. Where like literally if you like a post on social media that goes against the narrative, like you could have points knocked off and you can't get groceries that mm-hmm. week. You know, it's, it's insane. Right. One thing that I think China is doing good right now, though, oh. <laughs> that I agree with is they're limiting um, like uh, electronic time for kids. Oh, I, yeah. So it's like now if you want to get on your- Which is ele- kind of weird that they're doing I, that. Well, they're, no, it's not because they're realizing how electronics are so detrimental to kids and uh, they want to have the best, the smartest yeah. kid, people, right? So yeah. they want to boost their society and they know that by- the amount of electronics people spend their time on, they don't get as much sleep. You know, they were tracking when people were on and realizing people are on at like one, 12 and midnight, one in the morning. So they shut it off at a certain amount of time. Once your kids hit a certain amount of time days, I think Sundays, you can't get on electronics at all. Um, So they're actually doing it to like boost up their society. And I think that's like probably one of the good things they're actually doing. It's a good thing. But again, that shouldn't come from your government. No, absolutely not. The parents need to be doing this. Oh, I totally agree. Um, 
but I'm just saying, I think yeah, that that's a good thing. I mean, that's another thing where I'm like, man, we're going to get taken over by China someday. <laughs> well, that's another thing that they talked about on the Joe Rogan Jocko episode is Jocko was talking about how China is preparing if, if we don't get our shit together. China is getting themselves ready for a takeover. Oh, they have been for a long time. They have been. and But it's like they're taking the strategic steps over mm-hmm. years and they're building up their like regime and, you know, training people for this and, and mentally training them in China, yep. like propaganda and everything about how U.S. is bad and stuff. Um, but then also kind of screwing with us too on like social media and dividing us. That's where this like I think China is playing a role in all that stuff of you know these fake accounts and creating division oh yeah they create a lot of the memes that we see yeah um I've heard some uh people in government and professors talk about um like Chinese operatives in school so they'll have Chinese operatives come enroll at a university here oh interesting so that they can provide information back to the Chinese government on what we're doing and what we're teaching kids in college and stuff like that or so I've heard that from some um, Department of Defense people um, talking about that kind of stuff. So interesting, yeah, yeah, really interesting what they're doing. But yeah, if we don't get our shit together, man, you know, you think about it. I think I've heard <clears throat> Tim Kennedy, if uh, he's a former Navy SEAL or no Green Beret, mm. um, he talks about how it's really hard to find um, people in the military, let alone um, people for the special forces. Yeah, because people are so. Um, a lot of kids spend time in front of video games and gaming and we aren't as healthy as we used to be and so they physical really and- physical health and stuff so they've really been struggling you know with military enrollment finding people that can pass the test especially the special forces which we need really good people or for even, special forces or even just the interest because you don't have the uh, they're now being kind of indoctrinated into this you know, America sucks kind of mentality yeah. and they aren't, you know, patriotic. And I'll be honest, I've never been like a, I'm a patriot. I'm like way better than everybody else in the world. Or I feel like, you know, I've been blessed to be born in a place that does have freedoms and stuff, but I don't think that makes me like the greatest person on the planet that yeah. I get to be, you know, but we do need to be protecting those freedoms and, and, and that is, needs to happen domestically like we need to value the fact that we have those freedoms maybe like i don't believe in i i don't support wars and stuff but we do need to be protecting and holding on to those freedoms but we're being brainwashed into thinking we're assholes yeah and so then work is bad so then we're letting go of all those freedoms like willingly yeah. there's a reason people might immigrate to america more than any other country in the world you know, yeah. it's like if our country was so terrible, we wouldn't be having hundreds of thousands of people trying to become American citizens every single year. You know, you wouldn't have the issue at the southern border of people trying to come here, you know, like hundreds of thousands of people from South America and Mexico trying to come here if America was so terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people coming from other, you know, places in Africa and other European countries and places in Asia. You know, I have a lot of friends whose parents are immigrants and it's like they didn't come here for less freedom you know they came here for more freedom america is a land of opportunity mm-hmm. and i feel like you know what a lot of kids are being taught in school nowadays yeah america is bad and you know america has always been racist and will always be racist and it's like man i miss the 90s <laughs> when i feel like it wasn't a big you know like i didn't 
you know, you obviously you see color, but you don't see color. Well, here's the thing too, though. The whole world has always been racist. Right? Oh my God. There's countries that still have slaves. Yeah. Still to this day. We are are countries that have slaves. We've actually been way more proactive about, you know, give like making up for our history. Mm -hmm. You know, other countries are like, shit happened like yeah it's in the history book (laughs) yeah and it's like there are always going to be people in every country not just america but there if you're speaking specifically about america there will always be people that are racist yeah you can't do anything about that you cannot do anything about that by and large yeah. No, we're yeah. we're very accepting of each other oh, and very diverse. I mean, there's different regions that maybe are a little bit less diverse or accepting and maybe stick with your own, you know, yeah. people or whatever you want to however you want to say that. Yeah. Um, but you know, that kind of makes sense too that you want to be with a group of people that you're comfortable with and yeah. that you know you have similar cultural um traditions and values and things like that. Like you're gonna be more inclined to stick with those people yeah and so there's a little bit of separation in there but it doesn't mean that like we're racist we might not understand each other all the time mm-hmm. um but this whole like racist like everything is racist thing yeah. is is another total brainwashing going it on it is it's just crazy how all of a sudden this has become such a big issue you know this was not race was not like it is now was not an issue it's creating an issue oh yeah they've totally created an issue i mean it's been an issue but not not as prevalent as it is right now right like i feel like they're trying to they're trying to make us more racist or trying to like say that we are more racist they're trying to make us see race they're creating it's unfortunately it's creating a lot of victimhood yeah where it really isn't there Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I must be honest, like I was totally like before all the pandemics, I was very, very liberal left leaning and and was going down the same path of like, oh my gosh, all black people have been oppressed and it's a systemic issue. And, and I, I think there's, you know, I do think there's some truth in there. Um, but not to the degree that we're turning it into. And not to the degree where we need to say that kids are born racist like white kids are born racist like you've got to be kidding me or also is this even helpful right like to make it such a highlighted issue and um like why don't you find the solution instead of focusing on being a victim of it like is there a real issue and what can you do about it Mm -hmm. like there's there's some things maybe you can do and there's some things you're not gonna be able to do it's gonna be something that you know works out on its own over time um, there's some things that you're creating an issue that's not even there, right. um, or just making it worse. And I mean, that's just a whole nother thing of just that divide and conquer. Right. I used to follow a lot of like black, um, li- more liberal, um, people who would speak when the whole black lives matter thing started last year, I was like buying the books, reading the books, yeah. all the black following all the like black woke people, you know, that were speaking out and leading the BLM charge and all that stuff. Cause like Jessica said, we were definitely more on the left and like, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> and the more I've gotten more, my mind has been changed and more of my eyes have been opened over the last year. I've started following a lot more black conservative people mm. and it is awesome. I follow this. His name is Christian. I can't think of his last name right now, but he's a black, um, gay kid mm. um black gay conservative and his dad is like running for senator as a senator in georgia or something like that but he lives in la 
and he is hysterical. <laughs> like, I love following him. I'll just check that out. You know, he's just so funny, but he's just like, he just says what he thinks is on his mind. You know, I, it's been great to follow more black conservative people to get their opinion. Um, it's so perspective, I, it's right? Perspective, absolutely. It's, it creates balance. Like, I think it's important, especially in that conversation to, to hear the different, it really be open about it. Like, yep. Hey, what, what was really like this experience for me shifting from that very liberal side of things. And, and like you getting all, I was going into like BLM protests, protests and, stuff. Yeah. and, and still, I love like my black, I, I have lots of black friends. Like I, I love everybody, you know, that I, I don't care what color you are. Right. But as I've shifted and really kind of opened my eyes to this thing that's been fed to us, you really start to see this was all a political ploy. Um, even all the BLM stuff, like they created this crazed, like it, it, it was, I really feel like it was manufactured. And yeah. then it just, it, it stirred people's emotions and it, like fueled this fire that they had just, you know, started with a little bit of kindling, you know? Um, and I understand like, there's definitely people that have experienced things and those Absolutely. are very real experiences and I will never take that away from you. And I, but you know, also how many times is it that I think sometimes some people have those experiences and, and we all do this, I think where you're carrying around your baggage from your life and you think somebody is looking at you differently because of the color of your skin. But in reality, maybe they're just looking at you for a whole other reason, but because you're carrying around that baggage, you're going to take it that that's the reason. Right. Um, and so how, I wonder how often that happens, that there's this projection that's going on instead of the reality of it. I do. I've done it with being a woman, yeah. you know, being a female in corporate America, you know, when you're the only woman in the room of 20 men, mm -hmm. you know, like thinking about, I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder mm -hmm. what they're thinking about me right now. Like I, yeah, I've totally done. So I completely understand that. Right. But being able to shift our minds, you know, and just being open, open-minded to like, I think for me, the big thing was like, how much of this is being manufactured? How much is this manipulation and rather than reality? Yeah. Um, and really when they start digging into being an emotional thing and not based in reality and facts, you have to have some nuance in there and mixture of both. But when it's purely just like digging to your emotional core, yeah there's manipulation there. Yep. And I, I always believe that addressing things is super important. We're not saying, <clears throat> I'm not saying to, we don't ignore the past, right? We acknowledge the past. That's what happened. And how do we move forward from here? Yeah. You know, I feel like we're regressing. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're, we're regressing a lot in society right now. And it just breaks my heart for, you know, future generations. And I hope that we can just teach our kids like values you know what's important and you know about other people and whatnot so mm -hmm. but I feel like we've definitely some areas are definitely regressing a little bit as far as society goes so mm -hmm. yeah I agree yeah all right oh man have I, we beat this horse pretty well I think so there's a lot more we could talk about I don't even know how long we've been recording though, I don't either so. it I think it's been a while though yeah more to come more to come <laughs> but yeah Hopefully we will do a better job of getting together and recording more often again, because I've had a few people say, Hey, when are you going to use to record again? Like it made me feel really good that people were like wondering where our podcast was. Right. So 
Hopefully Jessica and I have a little bit more time. It is um, uh, the Christmas season, so that might pose a little challenging. Yeah. Although you already got your shopping done and yeah. like, everything's wrapped. I'm like, what's going on? I, I finished all my shopping before Thanksgiving. So. Oh my gosh, so impressive. Thank and you. I think I'm keeping things simple this year, yeah. so I don't think it'll be too... I got the Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving, um, so we're all good to go on that. We're nice. ready for the festivities it's gonna be really basic I yeah like i i'm probably just like thanksgiving i'm just gonna see my mom that's it <laughs> well and for the opposite for us because we haven't had a house in a few christmases oh yeah and so the kids were excited to get all the decorations up early and all the trees up and get yeah. the presents wrapped and everything because we haven't had a you know we've been in living in the trailer when we were traveling for a yeah. couple years so uh-huh. they were very excited this year yeah i bet now we just gotta get the lights on the outside of the house and we'll be done yeah charlie's super excited for it too nice yeah Cool. Well, thanks you guys for listening. Um, We appreciate um, all your feedback that you provide to us. Um, If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out anytime. You can find me on social media on Instagram at tiffany.hubner. And I'm on Instagram as Real Food Revolutionary. And my website is afitmomslifeblog.com. And I am realishrevolution.com. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.